0: Welcome to the UALC podcast. My name is Brody Taphorn. I am here with my co-host, Andrea Taphorn. We are on staff at Upper Arlington Lutheran Church, and today our conversation partner is Jane Leach. Jane is a good friend of ours, a mentor to Andrea, and the director of Future Ready Columbus, which is a uh, public and private program to help educate children prior to kindergarten. Jane's got a lot of wisdom uh, in regard to educating of children And so we thought we would have a conversation with Jane. All right. Well, our conversation partner today is Jane Leach. Jane is a member of our congregation, and she is doing some work in Columbus and Franklin County. And so, Jane, we'd like to first ask you, uh, who are you and what do you do?
1: (laughs) What a great question.
2: (laughs) Well, thank you so much. Um, Who am I? Well, I'm Jane Beach, as you've so fully explained. But I'm also, I'm a wife and I'm a mother. I'm a mother-in-law. I'm a grandma, but I go by grams. And um, I'm a social justice champion in that my life has always been dedicated to those in need. Mm. So what do I do? Uh, For my work, for my paid work, I am an executive director of Future Ready Columbus, and that's a private-public partnership that has a prenatal to age five focus. Our goal is to make sure that 100% of the children who live in Franklin County will be ready for kindergarten success by 2030. So ahead of that, prior to that, I was an elementary school principal in Columbus and in Hilliard City Schools. And then I was an educational consultant before I accepted this opportunity. And it's kind of fun to say that, and Andrea, this is just so fun to share with you, that for seven years, I was director of UALC Children's Ministries. And here we are.
0: Another generation. I
1: know. I I really cherish that for Jane. She just always has words of wisdom for me. Not only for my job, but I still remember, Jane, you were, I think, assistant principal over at THARP. Uh, middle school and Hilliard and Abby, our oldest, is headed to middle school, and I can still remember feeling all the butterflies that a mother feels when their child enters middle school, mm-hmm. and just your tender, like I got this girl, I got your girl. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and, and now, yeah, it was just so helpful. And and now about she's all graduated really and going to college, so
1: I know. Oh my
2: goodness, it's yeah. a good thing she aged, and how fabulous we have not. Yes, happened.
1: exactly. It's amazing <laughs> how it keeps happening year yes. after year.
0: There's no yeah. aging process. No. Well done. Mm-hmm.
1: So you said that this is, uh, Future Ready is this public-private partnership mm-hmm. that is striving to make every child, birth to five, ready for kindergarten by 2030. Correct. That's your mission. No
0: pressure. That's yeah. it. That's all you have mm-hmm. to do. It's all. Every single child totally ready for school. That's it.
2: Right. When I accepted this position, I was actually interviewed by the press, and they wanted to know what the percentage was that I was shooting for. And I said, well, of course, 100%. I mean, if you put 100 children in front of me, I can't say to 25 of them, I'm not going to work for you today. <laughs> no, yeah. it's all of you. We're wow. all in. So it's 100%. Yes.
0: So give us a baseline. Like, what, what does that mean? Like, currently, where, where are we at on the 100%? goal
2: not we're not in a good place which is why it's a goal (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. we we have room to grow and improve and actually that's what makes this work so exciting because you i mean i'm often asked like well how do you do that i mean what do you do yeah on a county-wide scope how do you make sure children are ready for kindergarten success and through just reading a lot of educational literature and actually doing a lot of focus groups in our community, there are drivers of kindergarten readiness. And Future Ready Columbus is not a programmatic organization. So as an organization, we we align and mobilize a variety of stakeholders and providers to benefit children, their families. And then ultimately, of course, that all feeds into the communities. So take a Take a minute, yeah.
0: take a minute, Jane, and tell us a little bit about why this is so important. Talk about the difference mm. that um, yeah. that education prior to kindergarten, how does that make a difference in the life of a person?
2: What a great question because um, as we've learned more and more about the brain and how the brain develops those, it, when a ch- the health of a mother and father before a child is even conceived matters. Mm-hmm. And then of course, what happens in those nine months of growing and developing in the mother's womb are critically important. We know to, mom has to take care and do vitamins and not smoke and not um, participate in drugs and alcohol, that kind of thing. So we all I would agree on that, but we've learned from um, medical advances. We see the brain developing and you can see the effects of trauma um, of food insecurities, all those kind of things we see what happens. The brain I- and not good things you know the, but the brain develops exponentially in those first five years of life. Um, and if you click your fingers like uh, like I don't think you can hear it on the mic, but that every time you hear that, a million neurons are developing in a child's brain.
1: Wow,
2: right? Yeah, it's a big deal. So um, we can, Work with those all the folks that influence that, those first five years of a child's life, and help them become ready for kindergarten. And when a child enters school ready for kindergarten, there's great data that suggests and supports that they'll be better readers, or they'll be readers, more mm-hmm. successful students by the age of three. Uh, I'm sorry, by the great by grade three. And when children are more successful at grade three and equipped for that success. That, lead, that there's data that shows that that leads to a higher rate of high school graduation. So you see, it really multiplies in starting with before a child's even born. Yeah. And it has lifelong when you invest, when we all as a community invest in the lives of young children, we truly change their trajectory of their lives, which is why it's great to jump out of bed every morning and say hundred percent, hundred percent, because anything less is not okay. Yeah,
1: it's yeah. so interesting. So you have a background of you know working in middle school, working in, as the principal of an elementary school, and you probably felt all of those things of these kids were not ready for kindergarten, they were not ready strong readers in third grade. Um, how interesting to like now see yourself moving into a, a feel or into a position where you get to hopefully provide a framework. For mm-hmm. different stakeholders all in the community, from parents to tell me, like, who are your stakeholders?
2: Oh, um, healthcare professionals, okay. behavioral health specialists. Uh, believe it or not, I mean, if you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, children must they, I mean, it's really important for them to feel safe, loved, um, that have food, yeah, have um, housing and then have access to quality care or quality preschool experiences. And we have places in our community where there are deserts. Well, that's not okay. Our families can come along inside and say, I want this for my child, but there's no place for them to go. So that's one of the things we address. The quality of the teacher matters. So mm-hmm. we invest in, you know, we want to make sure we come alongside institutions of learning and those um. Uh, you know, like Columbus State, where where educators or early childhood educators can go and get their CDA, that kind of thing. So, um, and we know that our families, our, our parents are the first and most important teacher in a child's life. So come alongside and equipping families uh, with resources so that they can better understand the importance of their role. So really, ultimately, I feel as though we need to raise the awareness of the crucial role early childhood, mental, physical, emotional health plays in the future success of our children. My goal would be for everyone in Franklin County to understand that power and then be a part of the solution. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because even hearing you just give that example of the snapping of the fingers and like I immediately from a mom's perspective felt like, did I do enough? You know, like. And you know a- what?
2: There's not a mom on this earth that doesn't ask that question. Yeah. And, and, you know, no matter where you live in this world, you want to be the best mom ever. Yeah. And so, um, I, so we come along. Yeah, that. it's
1: exciting mm-hmm. to me to think about us tackling these kinds of things as a community. Because, mm-hmm. one, you know, one parent, two parents, um, a small group of people, we need each other to accomplish these kind of goals with our kids. And that's. That we do. We sure do. hmm well, I'm kind of curious about what, how your whole group is doing with COVID and what, what. Um,
0: That's not a wrinkle, is it? No. Jane? No, just that did not.
1: That sense. did not change my, my, um, any
2: of my goals <laughs> or any of the direction of my daily work or the daily work of my, my team or the stakeholders with whom we no. work. Obviously it's a crisis and it's one that is um, a just uncharted territory for Absolutely, all of us. And so, what's interesting is, yes, it impacts children because they've lost their social interactions and their opportunities to go to childcare or go to preschool yeah. or go to the playground. You know, all of those things; those are those are gone. Um, but it also has really impacted families and then the communities of, as well. So we've gone through total shutdown where childcare centers and preschools were shut and, and all that. And now they're open, but open with reduced ratios and that kind of thing. So, interestingly, we keep in close touch with the that early learning community. And about eighty four percent of childcare providers, and when I say that, I mean preschoolers and all that kind of thing. That that broader, not you know that childcare, that early childhood profession, put mm-hmm. it that way. They've reopened um, with the governor's order saying that they could. But they had to open, reopen at a reduced capacity because of the state's re, re, restrictions, and um, so that has really created unimaginable challenges for all that early childhood profession, um, most of whom operated pre-pandemic at, at a pretty razor-thin oh, margin.
1: I can only so imagine. now
2: you know these places have reduced capacity and then increased health and safety regulations. So it's taken a pretty thin budget and really stretched it to the limit. And mm-hmm. um, the revenue simply does not cover the operating expenses now. So you have that, but then you take families of which you are, and well, I mean, your children are older, but then you have those whole safety concerns. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to go to work. I have to go to work. I got to keep my job, but where's my child going to go and where will they be safe? And so that's created another layer of challenges. Um, and interestingly, you know, the federal government has provided CARES Act funding um, for that initial wave of support, but those funds are quickly, quickly depleted. And so put in a plug, now's a good time to contact your elected officials and say, we really need continued safety net funding so that our children can receive the best yeah. care and so the adults can go to work. Mm-hmm because we need time to figure this out. Right. So, and it's all related and connected and it's a, it's challenging. Certainly. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So Jane, kind of the, the vision we have for our podcast is to be thoughtful and helpful. Mm-hmm. And Andrea kind of gravitates towards the thoughtful end of things. I try to, <laughs> I gravitate towards, I just want to do something. <laughs> sure. And so, um, I'm wondering, how would you um, help our listeners who hear about the challenges of early childhood education and want to do something about it? What could somebody in, first, in Hilliard, Upper Arlington, Columbus, what could uh-huh. they do um, to make a difference in this issue? And then, you know, we have, we have people who listen to our podcast from outside the Columbus, Ohio area would you give them some encouragement in regard to what they might look to do to help this issue?
2: Sure. Well, whether, I mean, we all have access to children, whether we're a family member or a neighbor or know of someone at church or a friend, um, you know, from high school, that you still randomly connect with that kind of thing. So um, reach out and support those families that are at home with their young ones. And Andrea, to your point and and encourage them. And Mm -hmm. here are some things that I would um, suggest are some language that could be used uh, for the moms and the dads and the aunties and the grammys and the foster moms and those that are providing um, care for children and not getting a break. Right. I would just uh, love on them Mm -hmm. for sure. And listen well to them. Um, And I think one of the biggest things that's helpful is to really just stop and recognize this moment is going to pass and to take some deep breaths. I mean, I'm really being tangible here, but take some deep breaths and get yourself under control because, you know, kids are kids and they can get on your last nerve, right? Mm. Um, So if you yourself as the adult, get yourself under control and take some deep breaths and encourage your children to breathe with you Mm-hmm. And um, all recognize and don't lose sight of that you are the adult, whether no matter where you are in this child's world or the adult's world, and you want to be for them what you want to see them be. Mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so I would encourage the grown-ups that have young children around them to talk and to sing and to read and to move, to be real. Listen, yeah. listen, listen, love, love, love. Um, one of the things we have done, and it's very tangible, Brody, to your question is we, we've partnered with an organization called Bright by Text, Bright by Text, and it's free. Okay. Um, so I would encourage our families, and, and it can be anywhere, um, to, you could go to the futurereadycolumbus.org website, and there's Bright by Text. There's a button right up at the top that you can click on and register Or you can just um, text, it's one word. We take the word future ready, that's the keyword. So Mm -hmm. future ready, one word. And you could text that one word to 274448, 274448. And then um, it's a really simple registration process. You just need your zip code and your child's birth date. And um, we partnered with them because Bright By Text's mission is to help all families and all neighborhoods and all communities give kids a bright beginning so they can grow into healthy, happy, and successful adults. So what's really great about this organization is they guide parents to understand their child's developmental needs for success during those pivotal stages of development. So you receive two or three times a week, little bite-sized tips and resources. Oh, that's awesome. So, you know, as a grandmother, I've signed up for our grandchildren. Um, Auntie, our daughter, has signed up so she knows what's going on with her niece and nephew's life. So it's it's a wonderful platform. And as I say, it's free. So even though a, an adult might may feel isolated, you know what? They're not. They're not.
0: I just signed here's up. A, here's a great set. And, and just the amount it's of that time easy? that you described it, I was able to sign up and I'm it's a great resource. text messages from them.
2: Mm-hmm. And what this group has done is they have worked with physicians and um, PBS and just a whole host of nationally recognized experts, pediatricians. And then they develop the messages. And it's not just a generic message. It's specific to the different ages and stages you have in your home.
0: So, would you give that information great. just one more time? you said future Futurereadycolumbus.org. Yep. Org. Future mm-hmm. org and, and then- there's a
2: button a bright by text button up at the top or you can um text the keyword future ready without a space to the number two seven four 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 eight awesome and then it prompts you and you and it's in English and in Spanish
1: oh great great yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like what a wonderful resource we all, most, everybody has a phone that texts. Sure. Even totally. if you don't have a smartphone, you have a phone that probably texts. And mm-hmm. um, we are being bombarded with all kinds of things. The, the world is changing every day. And to have professionals um, giving me tidbits of information that is developmentally appropriate for my yeah. my kids, I... I imagine that. I will is, say
2: it is, I should say, Andrea, because I know your children are a little bit older. It is um, birth through age eight.
1: Yeah. I should have. Yeah. That's, birth that's through age still eight. so great. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. I know I've had multiple conversations with just neighbors and friends who have these young kids that have had full-time jobs at home and think, you know, there is that privilege of like, I have a job in the midst of a pandemic and yet I'm tearing my hair out because I'm also trying to be a teacher and we can't go anywhere Mm -hmm. and we can't do anything. So my heart just goes out to um families with young, young children right now. is very difficult and I time. Think,
2: yeah. Just to send them a text or an email or a phone call and say, or just to, to put a note in the front door, you got this. I'm thinking of you today. Yeah, You're going to, you're going to, you're going to get through this day.
1: Here, yeah. I exactly. believe in you. Mm-hmm. That's that actually, matters. A good word for us too, that we can be that person on that text to say exactly what you just said. I love that exactly encouragement. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. also wondered if you might share with our listeners, um, just what you shared with me about a week or so ago of our faith moment that we are in, that we're kind of in this, um, I think it was like ten eighteen a.m. moment of we're not, the the. the plane. Oh, the 1034? Yes. Okay, yeah. it's 1034. Our plane it's has not taken off yet. I uh-huh. just feel like that's such a wonderful word. And I know that's probably like very cryptic to everybody who's hearing me right now, but right. I, I have a feeling Jane might encourage us. It's become
2: a catchphrase actually at at future ready Columbus. It's, it's a 1034 moment and 1035 is going to come. Okay. So it's actually, I I read it. um, It's a Bob Goff, Bob Goff uh, devotional. Um, And in it, he talks about the Wright brothers and at 10, you know, they created the planes and at 1034 before they launched, they could very easily have done a face plant and been embarrassed and devastated and lost their big goal and mission. And nobody knew at 1034, if they were going to take off and safely land, it was a 1034 crisis moment. God knew what 1035 was going to bring. Mm -hmm. Right. And at 1035, they, they, they had a successful mission. And so this COVID moment is like a 1034. Mm. Will 1035 come? Does God have a 1035 plan? (laughs) And the answer is of course, yes. So, um, So look, I guess I wonder if you could just Google um, Bob Goff and ten thirty four. I wonder what (laughs) might. I hope it's something good. Right. Um, But that's 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 the um, that is the premise of that. So I take great faith because, truthfully, the goals that we have established are big. Yes. um, But they're worthy and they're critical for the the well being of our children, families, and our community today and in the tomorrows, and um, so in many respects, you know, we have a 1034 moment too, but I trust that 1035 is coming and that it is going to be good. And that we will realize this 100% of the children, by t- like t- my, my 1035 is going to come in 2030. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Every big minute. It's a really big minute. Yeah. Um, but I, but I feel that the work that we're doing is aligned and bringing along all the people that influence this readiness for success. And I have every belief, I have every belief that 10 the 1035 moment will be realized um, for our children in our community. Mm-hmm.
1: I even think that's such a faith-filled word to say like that minute, it's 10 years for me. And yet God is faithful and that time will arrive when God wants when it is when it is ready. That right. God's got us. Exactly. Um, and
2: it's not and I think we all struggle. I'm, I'm a Type A, overachieving person, and so I, I, I go in and out of. Um, I feel so responsible, mm-hmm. and yet I'm a tool. I'm an instrument to be used for that greater good. And I can't, I can't make it happen solely, but I can when I'm in collaboration and communication and connection with the right power source and the right people. So.
1: That's where I hang my hat every day. It's a good place to be serving out of. I think mm. when we get out of that lane, it gets really tricky. It does. Um, whether it's it, it, your profession and. or as a parent. So thank you so much, Jane, for sharing You're with welcome. us today. Yeah. We really appreciate You're you. You're welcome.
2: Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah.
1: And we appreciate what God is using you for to serve our community, serving our neighbors. You are doing that on our behalf. And I'm so thankful for this opportunity that you have before you to help us shape our community in ways that we pray are transformational for all of us. Mm -hmm.
2: Well, it's an honor to to be on this podcast and it's an honor to share the work that's going on and it's an honor to. Be in the front row seat. Awesome. Who I I didn't know this was coming and I'm glad that it has. I'm quite fortunate. I'm privileged to have this opportunity. I really am. I'm grateful. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Jane. Appreciate it.
1: So as we go about our week, let's listen to kids, listen to your neighbor's kids or your friend's kids or your own kids. Kids want to be heard and seen and known. Let's kneel to understand kids' world before we ask them to rise to see ours. We see in the Bible Jesus exhorting grown-ups to be like children, not the other way around. Jesus, will you deliver us and our children faith this week? Amen. Thank you, Jane Leach, for talking with us today, and thank you, Steve Gill, our audio producer. We'll see you next time.